The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode and edition of the First to Ten Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. Your host, of course, Dave Sturcho, alongside of the two of the primo writers over at bloggingtheboys.com. We're talking about Aiden Davis and the newly married, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Tony Catalina, who's literally taking the time out of his Apparently he's already in Putacana. He's in he's he's in a jacuzzi right now and he's going to go live <laughs> right now as he's already done with his wedding. <laughs> How you doing, Tony? Congrats. Good, bro. good. It's funny you say that cuz this will be released uh what? Officially 9 a.m. so on Monday. So when that gets released, I will literally be halfway in the air to Putacana on my nice. honeymoon. This is the only thing productive I did today on Sunday and it's the only thing I did productive this week, so I couldn't let the the blog of the boys uh contingent down. I couldn't. I couldn't tell. Oh wait, what was that a jab at me for going to Disney World? <laughs> no, 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 no. The show goes and the, on. Wait, and Alaska, and another thing, and you know, uh, no, but it's all good. We're glad to have you, man. We're glad that you, your wedding went well. I'm sure it went fast. Blink of an eye type stuff. I, I've been there, done that. Oh I know exactly what you're going through. Crazy. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to another episode, fellas. Uh, last week we did our way, way too early uh, win loss totals in which. A lot of people on Twitter responded, kind of clapped back at us, and it seemed like, you know, there was a consensus that the Cowboys are going to be okay. And I'm not saying, you know, so I didn't see anybody reply like nine wins. You know what I mean? I saw everybody in the consensus that 10 and above was the was the the baseline for the Cowboys. And I think that, you know, I think it was me and Tony had him at 12 and 5. I believe you had him at 11 and 6, right? So yeah. we're not too far off. I mean, I know we started off uh, a little far apart, but then it all came together at the end of the year. So now, how do you get to 12 and 5? How do you get to 11 and 6? Well, you need a roster, right? So in the spirit of doing things way too early, and it's not even a Memorial Day yet, as we record this, again, May 22nd, this drops on May 23rd. So we're not even at the official, unofficial start of summer, and we're about to give you our 53-man roster. Now, obviously, Aiden, you did a little deep dive last year. Um, I'm going to – I get a little bit of a cheat sheet, I guess. You looked at how many – guys per position they carry do you think it differentiates if you want to break that down real quick yeah i mean it kind of changes because i didn't have their week one roster on hand so i just used like what was generally what they were using and it went two quarterbacks three running backs six receivers three tight ends 
four guards, four tackles, two centers, five defensive ends, five defensive tackles, five linebackers, six cornerbacks, five safeties, and then one kicker, punter, long snapper. Gotcha. Okay. So uh looks like anger is going to be safe. It looks like, you know, those guys will make the roster. We'll go through it position by position, but in the spirit of not going too long, maybe we could just bring up disagreements. You know, I'll bring up who they have on the roster and maybe who got what guys get cut and how many they keep. So we'll keep this flowing uh, nicely here. So obviously we start with the leader of the Dallas Cowboys, and that would be Mr. Dakota Prescott. Dak Prescott leads the quarterback room. He's currently backed up by Cooper Rush. And, of course, a third string slash whatever we got. Will Greer still still under contract, according to, and I'm using uh, CBSSports.com, which I'm sure you can also refer back to Ryan Martin's early article on bloggingtheboys.com. And speaking of, before I get into anything else, uh, before we get into Dak Prescott, speaking of blogging the boys, uh, RJ wanted the listeners out there, which we know you guys are all tuned into us first to kick your week off of Dallas Cowboy content. RJ Ochoa wants everybody to know that the roundtables will be taking a little bit of a backseat right now. Uh, we'll rejoin and reconvene a little closer to camp. It's the dead time in Dallas Cowboys and all of NFL, really. You're going to see a lot of players start to go on vacation now that, like, many camps are out the way, rookie camps are out the way. Um, you won't see anybody really return until the start of training camp, so that's when we'll pick that up. But if we're talking about the quarterbacks, obviously what's on CBS Sports right now um, and that's the reference I'm going to use. Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, Will Greer, Ben DiNucci. Now, we're not going to do practice squad, okay? We're just going to say, like, whoever gets picked up on the practice squad, great. So the quarterback room, last year you said they held – there was two? two? Two, yeah. Do you feel like that's going to happen again with Dak Prescott? Now we're another year removed from the injury, right? So he's a, a little healthier. Do you think they go in just him and Cooper Rush, or does Will Greer or, I mean, out of nowhere, does Ben DiNucci kind of raise some flags? I'll start with Aiden. Do you think it's a two-man show, or are we carrying three? Yeah, I think this is probably the easiest position to predict right now. I think it's going to be Dak and Cooper Rush. The only way I see that really changing would be if during the preseason, Ben DiNucci comes out and looks like the player that that Mike McCarthy wanted him to be. Yeah, (laughs) that's the only way I see this changing. I don't think Wilger really has a shot to be that second QB. Tony, you agree? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I don't I don't see Will Greer taking Cooper Rush's spot. And yeah, I think, you know, sadly, because I, you know, I love his hats. I love his apparel. I think he's a <laughs> solid dude. But I think this is kind of where the buck stops for Ben DiNucci here. I think at the third year or whatever, that's when the rubber meets the road in the NFL. And it's what have you done for me lately? And it really hasn't been much. So gotcha. I think, it, yeah, I think we're in the same uh, same boat there. All right. Now, a very crowded, I guess you could say, running back room. Uh, obviously Zeke and Pollard, and that's been the, the topic of a lot of, a lot of conversations. Obviously both of these guys are going to both make the squad. Tony Pollard's coming up on a big year. Uh, Zeke obviously makes a boatload of money according to Steven Jones, uh, you know, and that, that's not rocket science. That's just math. Um, but those two will be in the building now on the roster right now is Rico, uh, Jaquan Hardy, Malik Davis, and Aaron Shamkin, Shamklin. Is there any way that any of these guys make the the 53 man? The only one I would say, just based off of a couple flashes last year, I, I don't think they're going to do it, but I really like Jaquan Hardy. I, I like what he could do on special teams, and I like his burst. Uh, I like goggles before he went LASIK or whatever he did, or contact lenses. Uh, but he was a fun story to watch last year. Obviously, we had hard knocks and stuff. Tony, do you think there's going to be anybody outside of Zeke and Pollard to – you know, steam had the 
the, the running back room because then also technically you have Ryan Nall, who they signed, uh, and uh, my guy, one of my f- personal favorites, Nick Ralston. So, you know, you got a, 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 a uh, wow, I could speak, a crowded, <laughs> a crowded <laughs> running back room. Who's making this squad? I got all that out in one breath. <laughs> I got four. I think in this instance, they're going to go. You know, I'm counting Nick Ralston as one of the backs. I think he makes it. I think he's the full back. I think he's uh, – with what he brings to special teams, you obviously have to bring that. Um, like you said, Tony and Zika slam dunk. Um, but for me, you said Jaguan Hardy, and the way you were kind of describing that pre-injury, I thought you were going to mention that about Rico Dowdle. I'm a big Rico Dowdle guy. I think that his future is bright. I think that he is a – he has the potential. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be crazy and say is what he – what it is is something massive, but I think he he could be an every down back in this in this league. I think he showed really promising things in the preseason last year, and, and we see that and hear about that all the time. But I'm I'm, I'm officially start the hype train on Rico, Rico Dotto this year because something's going to change with this running back room next year. It could be both. It could be one, and you know, at the end of the day, Rico Dotto might see himself for the future in this team, and I think this year might be the year we all kind of see that come to fruition. Aiden, you agree with that? I agree with. I yeah I like I think Rico Dowdle is going to be that third running back on the roster and I do think they're going to carry three along with a fullback. My only issue is is that it kind of just feels like a dart throw for that third running back position because like there's a very real possibility that a guy like one of their two undrafted free agent running backs go out during camp and they just look like a superstar and we we don't like it's just stuff that we don't see like we haven't seen yet and so. Just because they signed two undrafted free agents, because Jaquan Hardy and Rico are both undrafted free agents, I I lean towards Rico, but I do think it could literally be any of them. Okay, so I have I'm going to have Zeke and Pollard and Ralston, and then I'll, obviously I will bring a. So I'm going to put this as running back slash fullback. So I am also going to carry four, and I'm going to go with Jaquan Hardy. I think that he you know showed me enough. Rico, again, like you said, Tony, that's not a bad point, man. Like next year, come this time, this podcast next year. We're going to be talking about, like, all right, so who's the starter, Rico or Jaquan? You know what I mean? Because we don't know. You know, things could go completely south for this team as far as salary cap and everything else that you hear day in and day out every day on Twitter, which is annoying at this point. <laughs> um, so technically, we're going to go four running backs if you include the fullback. So we're at six players already on our 53-man, and that's just the two positions there. So now comes the hard part. So obviously, wide receiver, right? CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup are our guys. Michael Gallup. I don't think he would start on an IR situation. I think he's going to be on the 53 at this point, right? At this yep. point, like at that point of the, of the of the calendar year, you would think he's ready to rock or at least a couple weeks away, right? So obviously, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Now, here's the – it gets a little sticky. It does. I mean, on the bottom of this depth chart, you know, uh, Jaquarrell Robinson uh, – Robertson, sorry. Dontario Drummond, Ty uh, Freifogel, and Brandon Smith. You've heard of guys like TJ Vasher. Last year's experiment is Simi Fajoko. Noah Brown uh, is obviously back on the, the hunt to, to find himself a spot. And then you have, obviously, one of the standout rookies who we've talked to on blogging, the boys, Jalen Tolbert, who by all stretches seems like he could be the real deal. He's where he just, I saw a picture today. He's got the 18 rocking and just looks clean, man. It just, it looks like he's going to be a really good player in this league. And again, I'm basing that off of how he looks in a Jersey. So don't take my, don't take my word for that. But I just think that he has an opportunity uh, to do well. And of course the one free agent, I feel like we signed in this offseason, even though we signed multiple uh, is James Washington uh, from the Steelers. So now outside of CD and Michael Gallup, 
Who's your wide receiver three? Do you think that Tolbert has a chance to compete with James Washington or James Washington going to be the guy, Tony? I, you know, I, I think I think going into training camp, they're going to say it's going to be James Washington's job. They're going to have Jalen Tolbert try to work his way into it. But there's nothing in my mind that could stop Jalen Tolbert from having an outstanding training camp that could push him and almost make James Washington, you know, just dispendable you know what i mean he could he could be gone here i think if michael gallup was fully healthy i don't even know if he'd even be here to be honest and i do think that james washington can play i don't think that he's a slouch in anything i think he can come here and be productive but that's what i feel about jalen tolbert that's what i feel about this wide receiver unit as a whole's potential so um, i definitely think jalen could push for that third spot it just may take a little bit in training camp to get to that point now, I'm just staying on that for a second. Um, you know, you got a guy like Noah Brown. Is Noah Brown in fear of not making this team? Because, I mean, if you like James Washington and you do spend the money on James Washington, not a lot of money, but I'm saying they did go out and sign him. So there's obviously going to be a, an open competition here, Aiden. So outside of CD and Michael Gallup, you know, we talked about James Washington and Jalen uh, Tolbert. Do both of these guys make this 53-man? And you're, you're just your gut reaction. Obviously, we have a lot of training camp and preseason to go. But do you think both of these guys are going to be on the roster? Yeah, I think so. I think that based off the way I see it now, I think James Washington's like the third or fourth best receiver on this roster pretty easily. So I don't expect him to be cut. I also think they're going to keep Noah Brown. I think that he's a reliable option. They clearly wanted to bring him back. My bold prediction for this one, I don't think Simi Fahoko makes it again. I think, I don't know what's happening. It just seems like the Cowboys, like they're willing to, they're not, they're not going to play games with Simi. Last year, they were willing to just say, yeah, you can take a year to develop. I don't really think, I don't know if he has it. I know pe- Cowboys Twitter has been banging the drum. My bold prediction is that TJ Vasher makes it and Simi Fahoko does not. It's funny you say that because there, there is such an interesting battle at the fifth and the sixth spot. Like Noah Brown, as long as he's on this roster, is going to be penciling in as the fifth special teams guy. Like has a role. You know, when he comes in and he goes in motion, you're almost guaranteeing a run. Like you can almost just read it. And um, but Isn't that, isn't that sad that we can, sad. we can see that? That means defensive coordinators definitely see that. Yeah, I mean, when you see the personnel package and you're like, oh, he's coming in motion and it's going to be inside handoff. So it's you know it's coming. But TJ Vasher is a guy, like you said, that can make a lot of hype around him, a kid that people really like within that organization. So Simi Fahoko being, you know, one and done here is an interesting thing that I don't think people realize is a real possibility. I think that the problem is with the Cowboys, and we've seen it time and time again, the Joneses don't like to be wrong. They don't like to be wrong on a pick. So therefore, they will give it a year to marinate. And, and then after that, if they don't come out and, and then show out in that first year with every opportunity that they have, which, again, Simi didn't get a lot of opportunities, let's be honest. You know what I mean? They, like The biggest stuff he did was on the practice field, really. You know, like if you think about it, Aiden. During uh, during what we saw from him in preseason, I don't I don't think any of us were impressed with his preseason performance. No, no. Uh, and, again, great dude, but it might be the end of the road for him. So if you had to put a number on it, so CD1, Gallup 2, Washington Colbert three four, Tolbert not Colbert. Uh, five would be Noah Brown. And now, are we gonna? You you guys think we're gonna carry a sixth in TJ Vasher? I think we have to. I think it's either. I think it is Simi Fahoku or TJ Vasher. I think the question is. I think they keep six, but who is that six? Because 
I don't know if you're going to be able to sl- slide either one of those guys through practice squad. I mean, just on intangibles alone, Simi Vahoku has a lot to offer to a team. It's just mm-hmm. like, can he translate it to the football field? And I know people like D- TJ Vasher across the league. So definitely going to be an interesting uh, position battle at that time. All right. So now we have another a couple battles here as we move on to tight end. So right now we're already at 12 guys. Uh, Consider quarterback, running back, fullback, receiver. We're already carrying 12. So now we go into the last skill position slash blocker. So that's I say blocker because a lot of people gave a lot of crap to Dalton Schultz about his blocking abilities. But right now we're going into the season with Dalton Schultz, Sean McEwen, Jake Ferguson, who we just drafted. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle has been brought back. Ian Bunting and Peyton Hendershot. It's a hell of a name. Um, but now I think we're in a real possibility here. One of these guys is staying as far as the top four I listed. So out of Schultz, you know, obviously Schultz is staying. McEwen is our guy. We're rooting for him. You would assume that he's going to stay. Jake Ferguson, Jake Ferguson, we just drafted. So there's been a lot of hype over him. I don't know. There's been a lot of articles about what he showed in that rookie camp. Um, but does Jeremy Sprinkle have a role here uh, in 2022, uh, Tony? You know, I think he's the number one name that I think um, – I think the only thing personally in my mind that he was better at than Sean McKeon at was just um, his – his um, how long he's been in the league, right? Just his veteran status is the only thing. I think Sean McKeon being in his third year – you know, being ready to d- take the next step and be that, you know, solidified third tight end. I think it makes Jeremy Sprinkle and whatever. I know he's not making a, a, a large salary, but he's making a veteran salary, something that they could, you know, trim a little fat on and have the tight end three be a little cheaper because like Sean does the, you know, special teams. He he can block a little better. I mean, Jeremy Sprinkle is supposed to be the blocking tight end, but that's really not his thing. So I think that he is definitely dispendable in this, in this case here. Aiden, so as of what, what it looks like right now is that, they could possibly carry three tight ends. Is, is that what they carried last year? Yeah, that's what they carried last year. Okay. So do part. you think do you think there's a shot for Jeremy Sprinkle or any of these other guys? Ian Bunting, Peyton Hendershot. Obviously, they're undrafted and and you know, guys we haven't heard of or heard, you know, much of yet. Um, do you think three is the number? Is that the solid number here for the Dallas Cowboys? I think it's three. I in my opinion, I think Jeremy Sprinkle has a better shot to make the roster than maybe the general consensus, just because we didn't see a lot of, and we didn't hear a lot of Jeremy Sprinkle last year, but that's because of of every tight end in the league, he was like a top five tight end by like how much he blocked right. in terms of like, he, he wasn't, he wasn't running any routes. He wasn't hearing his name, but by PFF grading, he was also a top three tight end by his blocking grade. So I think he's a great blocker, but he can't do anything else. Like Tony said, he can't play special teams like Sean McEwen can, and he can't run routes. So I think it's going to come down to can Jake Ferguson, Sean McEwen, and Dalton Schultz show that they have the blocking ability to where they make um, Jeremy Sprinkle Jeremy Sprinkle expendable. And in that case, I think he's gone. But if they can't, I think Jeremy Sprinkle makes a roster. Man, no love for Ian Bunting, huh? Shame on us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be a, a fine fella in, uh, in training camp. So, all right, now we move on to the uh, the offensive line, which, again, last year was one of our bugaboos. You know, Connor Williams exits the door. You know, we also show Lyle Collins the door, and then we address it in the draft. Uh, our first overall pick in the first round was Tyler Smith. Um, obviously, they're starting five, you would assume, right now would be Tyron Smith. I 
guess you can give it to Connor McGovern right now, just based off of the fact that he's been there and it looks, you know, you don't want to just hand over the starting spot to Tyler Smith. So if it's Ty Smith, uh, Tyron Smith, Connor McGovern, Tyler Beatis, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, right? Those are your five. So now who else are we bringing along with us? Um, Tyler Smith, obviously being one of them. So that's six. So I turn this to Tony first. You have also on roster uh, Isaac Alacron, our our, our fellow uh, Mexican representative. All right, Alec Lindstrom, Braylon Jones, Aviante Collins, Matt uh, Walitsko. Walitsko, that's right. It was uh, well. Let's go, <laughs> uh, Matt uh, Farniak and Josh Ball. Now, Josh Ball was a story last year, but we didn't really see anything from him. So we already have the six that we know. How many more guys are going to be swinging around playing different positions when we need them, Aiden? Yeah, this is this is another difficult position group to predict just because you have a lot of young guys that have shown flashes at times. Like you brought up Josh Ball. Matt Walletsko is supposed to be this. Like I'm, I, he's a superhuman. He's a monster. In, yeah, <laughs> monster. Um, Alex Lindstrom's been getting a lot of hype lately. And so it's just like you have a lot of unproven commodities. How much are the Cowboys going to bring on the roster? I like to think that the three names that I just said, like, but well, let's go Lindstrom and Ball. I think they all make it just because the Cowboys invest in them. And I think that they're, um, they'd be solid contributors. That'd bring the total up to nine. Um, and I think, I think that's it. I think that's the six of the nine that I'm going with. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you when I, when it's nine, I like those names that you brought up. Um, especially like I said, uh, well, let's go. It looks like an absolute Hulk. <laughs> like he's just, he's a monster. Uh, the size of that dude, just based off of that alone, I say you give him a shot. So now you, we said, uh, well, let's go. We said Lindstrom and we said Josh Ball, right? Cause of last year, Tony, do you think there's anybody that kind of just breaks through and, and makes it a 10 man rotation here? I mean, not say rotation, obviously we want our stars on the field, but do we bring any more than the nine that we listed already? I don't I don't think that they're going to go more than nine. And I think nine is going to have to be a table banger to get because I think most teams in the league um, like to carry eight, nine being if there's somebody they really don't want to lose. But I think somebody that we're not talking about as much as, uh, you know, the, the team might like him more than the consensus is, but Matt Farniak is the guy that they really like. I think, um, I don't know if it's serious that he's going to push Tyler Biotis for the center position, but they liked what he did. He played a little against the Eagles. They liked what he had in practice and in training camp. So he's somebody that, you know, it's going to be Alec Lindstrom and him. Cause they're like you said, Alex Lindstrom coming in with some hype for an under undrafted guy. But I think one of the backup center, the backup center is going to be either Farniak or Lindstrom in my eyes. And um, I think it's going to be interesting. And he's somebody that has to be discussed. So you think it's going to be a battle, but you agree with the nine spot. Not, a I think, I think, no, it definitely won't be 10. I think the argument is, you know, we got some more depth than, than maybe we previously thought. And they have to keep a ninth guy. So they don't lose someone. I got you. I, I think the only issue with this, and this is an issue with the Cowboys roster, they're going to be thin at guard no matter what. Like I, I don't see Braylon Jones as the guy that makes a roster, and in that case, you have three guards, and that's it. And that's like not even like three guards, and then you can promote some guys off the practice squad if need be. You have like four guards on the roster right now, end of list. 
So that's that's alarming to say the least. In May, you know, you do, you know, as uh, one Stephen Jones says, uh, talent acquisition is a 365 thing. So we're waiting. (laughs) We're waiting for this talent acquisition. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so moving on, let's get uh, special teams out the way real quick, just so I can allocate these numbers. So right now, on the offensive side of the ball, we're bringing 24 guys already, right? So then you got, obviously, Anger, you got the long snapper in McQuaid, um, and you would assume, I mean, right now the roster reads Jonathan Garibay as the kicker, and that's it. So like I said with Greg Z, man, like, go get me some competition in the kicking game, but obviously we're in agreement that kicker, punter, long snapper, there's three, right? We're, we're knocking three off. We don't have to go crazy, but I do think that we need to address this and, you know, push this kid a little bit uh, with a, with a, with a backup or, or something. Um, all right. So moving on to the defensive side of the ball and we're going to defensive line first, which is obviously um, pretty big now for whatever reason, Okay, no, I got it right here because it doesn't it doesn't have anybody listed as nose tackle, but it's got a bunch of other tackles that aren't in that technique. So I get it. All right, so Demarcus Lawrence is a go, right? Um, then you look at Dante Fowler as a go, Terrell Basham as a go, right? Guys that we've already had, we already got Dorrance Armstrong. He's a go as well. So right away you got four. Is there any disagreements with that so far that those guys are all going to be on the roster? I think Terrell Basham's going to be on the roster. I do think that could turn into a competition, but I fully expect him to make it. Got you. And then we also have um, <laughs> Big Cat Bryant, <laughs> which, by the way, is might be the greatest name ever uh, of all time. Big Cat Bryant is on the roster right now as a defensive end. And right defensive end, uh, Mika Tafua, uh, which, again, I, I don't foresee any of that happening. Uh, defensive interior, Carlos Watkins, Osa, uh, uh, Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill, Quinton Bohana, Austin, uh, uh, Fyle, F- yeah, right, Austin F, John Ridgeway, who we drafted this, uh, this year. And of course, Josiah Bronson, unfortunately, uh, I saw some tragic news over the weekend that Brett urban, uh, signed with the Ravens. So that was, that was gut wrenching to me. I knew they weren't like, I was waiting for the role. I was waiting for the cheap deal to come on in, but obviously we're not there. So now there's a lot of like, a lot of guys that we said, well, obviously, 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 right? But is there any obviouslys that I may have mentioned that aren't going to be on this roster? I'm going to present one to you guys right off the rip. This might be the end of the road for Tristan Hill. I, as much as people have have gone to bat for him since Marinelli, you know, he was a Marinelli guy. He's one of the last of the Mohegans, really, with the Marinelli off uh, defense. I think he might be on the bubble to not make this team because you drafted these defensive tackles 
Uh, and Quentin Bohana hasn't shown you enough yet for you to give up on him. And I think he's a stud. So who's in jeopardy of getting the boot out of the names that we kind of, you know, kind of suggest that might have a better chance to make the squad? Tony. You know, it's you hit it on the head. I, not to compare the two, but with Danucci, that's how I feel about him. You know what I mean? That's it's at this point, the rubber going to meet the road. I think they've given him ample opportunities. Some of it, Tristan Hill being injuries, um, some of it being, you know, whatever, whatever issues he had going on. I think at this point, there's, I wouldn't say depth, but there's enough intriguing pieces on the defensive line that makes him, you know, he's not their guy, you know, McCarthy and them, they didn't draft him. So right. now like they're guys, he's like leftover right now. Right. Right. And you know, if he's going to have to come out and he's going to have to explode like a gangbuster in training camp to really catch an eye, because right now he's, he's kind of playing with a hand tied behind his back. It's not his guy. It's not the organization that drafted him anymore. It's just, you know, it's the same star in the helmet, but it's not the same staff. So yeah, you're absolutely on the money with that. And I think, I think defense, the line could go 11 deep here. I think they really could. Aiden, what did they do last year, bro? I had six defensive ends, five defensive tackles. So 11. Okay. So do you think that happens again? The rip will do DeMarcus one, Basham two, Fowler three, Dorrance Armstrong, four, Watkins, five, Osa, six, Gallimore, seven, Bohana, eight. They drafted Ridgeway. They seem to like him, nine. Osa, Sam Williams, Osa, ten. Oh, I don't even see Sam Williams on here. Where the hell is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. All right. That was a misprint here. Sam Williams will obviously be making his team yep. as ten. Um, I guess what you – Chauncey Golston would probably be my 11th. There's your goal. Yeah, Golston. Okay, perfect. Did, All you, right, so. did you mention Carlos Watkins? I did. Yeah, you did. Yep. So we're thinking 11 might be the number here? I think so. Okay. That's what Aiden, I feel. Aiden, do you think that you agree with that? I agree with that. I think the one thing I'd say is, like, we just talked about the Tristan Hill, John Ridgeway debate. I don't think mm-hmm. all nine Cowboys picks are going to make the roster for the Cowboys. It just rarely ever happens. I think John Ridgeway might league, be the one. Not just with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. No, right. With no team. Or, or, yeah. I right. think John Ridgeway, if you had to make me pick, would be the one guy that I think might be iffy. I mean, we'll see about Devin Harper, but I, I, I'm not 100% sold that John Ridgeway is making the roster just because of how deep we are at defensive tackle. All right. Moving on to the linebackers now. We're sitting at 38 players on our 53 man. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Somebody, there's going to be some sacrifice here in his linebacker position because there's a lot of guys. Um, believe it or not, you know, as as going into the offseason, we're like, man, we need linebackers. We need linebackers. Now all of a sudden, it might be a little bit of a, a competition uh, in which who makes this team. So clearly, you'd have Micah Parsons. Obviously, you have Leighton Vanderesh. Those two are in. Jabril Cox coming off an of injury, he's in. Um, that's three. Then you draft a guy like Devin Harper. Um, then you also draft, well, there's, uh, Damone Clark as well. There's like a lot of question marks here. Luke Gifford. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, Story Jackson. I don't, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I'm just, you know, looking up this roster here. Um, so linebacker depth, you know, considering the fact that again, you look at this position and you're like, all right, but where's Micah going to be? You know what I mean? Because now that's the that's the wild card here. Because if he's floating around and playing multiple positions, you almost have to carry a little bit more on the linebacker side in the event that something happens or he just becomes an all-time edge rusher and we just lose him as a linebacker completely. So, Aiden, who's making this team and how many are we going to carry? I'm going – are we – are we going to assume that Damone Clark starts a season on like 
the pup or yeah, oh, yeah. How I was are we gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. A minimum okay. six weeks, right? No, we, I don't, would, yeah. we don't have to we don't have to really count him, but we know that he's a, a future, hopefully future stud uh with the Cowboys. At earliest yeah. mid season problem. Not a problem, but a mid season addition at earliest. So right. So I think they carry five. I think they go obviously Micah, L V E, Jabril Cox, Luke Gifford, and I think they bring Devin Harper in to be the fifth guy. But once Damone Clark's healthy, if he can play this year, I wouldn't be surprised if they flipped and you saw uh, pr- probably Devin Harper go to the practice squad for Damone Clark. Um, so I think they carry five throughout the season, but I think that fifth person just changes based off of Clark's uh, uh, injury. Tony, how do you feel about that, bro? 100%. That's exactly how I, I have it. So, And it's actually scary because, I mean, we're like – we're like one delay in injury. We're one injury away from, and I like Luke Gifford. I love him as a special teams player, but as an every down linebacker right now, it's yeah, a not, pretty daunting tech. Yeah, I'm you not know? feeling. I'm not feeling that at all. You know, <laughs> I like him. Like I said, he's he hustles. He he gives me the vibes of a um of a Francis Bernard. You know what I mean? Like you, you like him, pet cat type. That is he? Wait, where's Francis Bernard? I didn't see him anywhere. Restricted. I don't know if he's. Uh, I don't oh, know if they sure. signed him. You're yeah, right. so, you're, yeah. Right. you're right. You're right. Let him go. All right. So now we're at 43 guys. So now technically we got 10 spots left and this might be the position that we need the most um, as far as depth. And that's the secondary. So we'll start with corner. It's Trayvon Diggs. It's Anthony Brown. It's Calvin Joseph for now. You know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen again. It's the Cowboys. So we've had innocent people get suspended for six games before. So who knows what they're going to do here. Uh, but anyway, Trayvon Diggs, Brown, Calvin Joseph, Jordan Lewis, those are your four. Then you had uh, a lot of a decent amount of flashes of good at in the Sean Wright last year. I think um, I think at least something to be said about the kid. Uh, and then you have your CJ Goodwin, who's your sniper as your as your special teams guy. So right off the rip, that's one, two, three, four, five, six guys right there. Then the guys I haven't mentioned is Deron Bland, Quandre Mosley. Uh, Kyron Brown, Isaac Taylor Stewart. Now, does six sound like a deep enough number for you guys, or is or do you want to go a little heavier than that? I, I personally, I think Deron Bland's going to make the team, and if Kelvin Joseph is here, that's seven at corner, which is deep. But I think uh, if you want to keep Deron Bland there and Kelvin Joseph is eligible, that's the number they're going to have to go with there, which would trim the fat on safety or somewhere else. Like, and that's why the question becomes about offensive line. Do you keep nine? Because if you go nine in offensive line, you're going to probably lose out on a cornerback or a safety somewhere like that. So that's where the real gymnastics comes in. I think if, if I was going to like trim this down, I think there's a chance and I love him on special teams. He's our by far has been our best special teams player for a while now. CJ Goodwin's great, but I think that if they want to keep those players, I think maybe they moved Deron Bland to special teams, let him play out there while they let him develop at corner. That'd be the, but I, I agree with Tony. I think we just go really deep at cornerback this year. So seven, seven sounds like the, the golden number here, bringing us to 50. Okay. 50 men are on our roster right now as we move to safety. And there's a couple of them, these guys, but it actually, you know what? It might actually work out really well. Uh, J. Ron Curse, obviously, we brought him back on a nice deal. Malik Hooker, right? Then you got Izzy. Um, then you got Donovan Wilson. Then you got uh, Wanye Thomas, Tyler Cole, Marquise Bell. Clearly, I think Curse and Hooker and Donovan Wilson, those might be the three, right? I mean, Izzy might not have a home here. Um, and obviously, the other guy, Marquise Bell, I thought had some promise, but like, I, I think that's the three right there that do you guys agree, Aiden? I mean, 
uh, out of the three there, does that mean you're very vulnerable at the safety position if, if something goes wrong? Yeah, I think this is just why I think they're going to keep less corners. I, I just don't know where they do it. <laughs> Good luck, Mike McCarthy. You got a difficult road up ahead. Because, <laughs> and I mean, you I, talk about a guy who has to nail every single decision this year in order for Sean Payton to not be our coach next year. That's like, to me, that's that's a foregone conclusion at this point. So you got to make sure everything is uh, up to par, uh, Tony. Yeah. yeah, this is why. The question about somebody like Nick Ralston is really tough, right? Do you just go three backs, no fullback? Do you go eight offensive linemen instead of nine offensive linemen? Because now instead of having that fourth safety or, you know, have to go six at corner, now you're putting yourself in a bind here at the back end of the roster where, you know, this is always somewhere where, like, they love Marquise Bell, but who who are you going to put him in front of right now? They think that right. he could develop as, you know, a great undrafted pick here, but he ain't beating out Jaron Curse, Malik Hooker, or even Donovan Wilson at this point. Mm-hmm. And they do think that Marquise Bell could play a little linebacker, which would help two positions at one. But yeah. if you want to go four at safety, you're going to have to find a way to trim some of the fat. So it's just, it's really, um you know, it's a tough situation, and we're going to criticize it one way or the other. So there you yeah. go. Definitely. So I'm looking at this roster now as we made just we just kind of went to made our 53. But now you're thinking there's a potential 54th. Right. So if you had to take one guy away from the team that we just basically picked and and put on the field, Tony, who's the one guy you're removing? And remember, he has to be a guy that we already said, like, oh, yeah, he's a four guy. Like who could be expendable to have that depth in the way back when I'm talking about safety slash linebacker and you're talking about Bell? It's. I think um, I think Aiden hit it on the head. They're going to sacrifice special teams. And C.J. Goodwin, who has been lights out, they're going to have to be like, you know, this is what he does. They don't even look at him as a, as a corner defensive really player. If don't. he's out you're there, right. he's not doing it. So it's like, yes, you're going to take an L on special teams a little bit, but can they find enough young guys that are willing, aggressive to make up the slack? And that's where they're going to have to find what's more important to them. Aiden, how do you feel about cutting one CJ go? I mean, you said it already. Is that the consensus guy that would be out the door if if we wanted to get a little deeper in, in the in the in the safety room? Yeah, I mean, I just I know John Fossil is gonna bang the table for CJ Golden just because he's been amazing for so long on special teams. So I think he's a guy that like we're probably gonna be like. Why did you cut this guy and keep CJ Goodwin when he's going to end up on the roster in a few months? One bold prediction, possibly. I don't know if Dante Fowler is a hundred percent safe on this roster. Wow! Wow! Okay, uh, that's you know it's funny. I was looking down at the line at the, at the what I've been writing down, and I circled defensive line to be the expendable piece. And when you look at this defensive front, you know you got your Lawrences right, and 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 your Bashams who Basham came on. Very good last year. You know what I mean? He was he was sipping the tea or the, the wine with uh, with Randy Gregory for a long time. I felt like he was did enough, right? And then you have a Dorrance Armstrong. Those could be your rotating pieces, especially if Micah Parsons is going to come down and play a bunch. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a very not, – I don't, I don't find that to be too bold, Aiden. I, I really don't. Yeah, I think just the way that I see it, I think that you – like, obviously, we locked in Golston, Sam Williams, Dorrance Armstrong, Demarcus Lawrence. I just think they keep five this year, and I think it's going to come down to Fowler versus Basham, who wins in training camp, and there's a chance that it's not Fowler. Tony, you have any uh, thoughts about Fowler, his safety on this team, dude? 
I think we had an early conversation about it a couple of months ago where it's like James Washington and Fowler. We feel we like the signing the signing because they were out outside free agents, but like there's a real possibility that one of the two or both may not be on the roster if other things shake out. So That's I do think that Fowler brings a little more juice than Basham does. So I could see him making the roster over it. But if Basham's more consistent, they, they would just keep him. Like like I said, I mean, I know Fowler, the one thing that Fowler does have going for him is he's a Quinn guy. And he loves Quinn, and Quinn loves him. And he's like, every time I'm with him, he brings out the best in me. So, you know, that may be another, you know, hey, this is my guy. Basham isn't my guy. I can appreciate what he's done for me, but I have this history with Fowler, and I think I can get the most out of him. So it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Um, It's funny. I think offensive line carrying nine is the play. Um, But I also think that based off of our draft and who we have there, there might be the expendable piece. That's just, again, I'm a firm component and a believer on, on stacking your offensive line in the event that guys like Tyron Smith, they just get banged up, right? It just happens every year, no matter what. You just got to make sure you have the depth. It might come there. And I don't know if I'm sold on the idea Maybe in the beginning, yes, because Gallup, obviously we don't know his status, but I don't know about carrying six receivers throughout the course of the year. You know, I it, you have to show me something. Obviously, with Michael Gallup out, if he misses the first two weeks, then yes, I get it. But then at the end of the day, you're looking at that receiving room, and you guys are up on TJ Vasher, and while I can get on that board, you're right, Tony, there's a good chance that the guys that we – went nuts about because again we don't get free agents here in dallas that's not our thing so when washington was brought in and and fowler was brought in you're like whoa you know finally we got something this is great and now here i am in the wee hours of the night trying to dig up film on james washington i'm like this is the greatest signing since we drafted des oh my god you know what i mean like but then you look at it and you're like ah, damn it he was like the fourth guy over in Pittsburgh. Like, what, what exactly did he do? And look, he's got the intangibles. He's a physically dominant receiver. I like his high point. He's a good dude. Um, but I just, again, it's, it's very, it's very, very, it, there's a strong possibility that one of those two guys and a, a slimmer, but very possible chance that both of those, the guy. It's just one thing about James Washington. I, if he's our three, I'm, I'm not, I don't love it. But I love him as our four. If Jalen Torbert finds a way to, you know, to establish himself, really go and take that number three role, and we can have Michael healthy, CD, you know, killing it, and him at three, and that's a young, you know, three core that we have for a long time. If James Washington's that fourth receiver, I think that, you know, Dak Prescott can make the most of that with that matchup. But him at three, it's how I felt about Sed Wilson and stuff. Like, I love Sed as a four, as a, I mean, as a three. But when he became the two, I was less confident in it. And, you know, so that's kind of the way I feel. But we'll, we'll see after how it comes down after all that. Yeah, I mean, I'm having a um, – I don't typically get these feelings this early. But just to based off, again, based off the way the kid carries himself – the whole send me the playbook the second day, the whole conversation they had before draft. Jalen Tolbert to me, I I have this feeling that he can he can set the world on fire and quick. You know what I mean? You, you get a good rapport with Dak early, it'll make jobs like Dak's job easier. It'll make CD Lamb a lot more effective. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of intangibles, and uh, it's friggin' May. So we have months and months to wait on this stuff, and it's very depressing. However, NFL.com sent me my uh, notification that my league has been renewed for as far as fantasy is concerned. So you can start drafting and start, like, you know, kind of docking up those rankings. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be a quiet offseason. We'll come up with some content going forward. Maybe we'll bring on some guests 
um, as far as uh, some of the guys that are going to be doing some battles in in, uh, in preseason. So that'll wrap it up. I think 53 uh, is is solid right now. We'll probably readdress this. Obviously, we'll readdress this after training camp, after preseason. I don't, I don't think so. I think we just nailed the 53-man roster perfectly in May. That's Listen, I've seen crazier things. If this happens, listen, they're, they're going to start to look to uh, – you know, Will McClay is going <laughs> to he's going to hit us up I'm like, hey, you guys want to you want to do a show live from the star? We'll, we'll talk a little bit, blah, blah, blah. So anyway. All right. So this has been another episode of the first and 10 podcast. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Be sure to be subscribed to this podcast network because there is a plethora of uh, Dallas Cowboys news and drama and storylines and all that stuff. You can find it all on the blog and the boys podcast network powered by SB Nation. So for Dave, Tony, and Aiden, we will see you guys next week.